What's up? What's up? We're back. The Whiskey Hill, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking sports, e-games, cannabis, everything to make that coin without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing ass middle. But we're three dudes, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Here we go. Anthony with the jokes, Anthony with the jokes. (laughs) Wild ride, wild ride, of course. And, you know, today we're here and we're talking about uh, venture tech and culture. And, you know, it's been a crazy week this week, specifically thinking about the markets. Um, Between coronavirus, political elections, volatility has been through the roof. I mean, you look at the market one day, it's 3% up, down another 3%, you know, like (laughs) grab your shirt and run. (laughs) Your money is being burned right now. So, you know, we're, we're diving in deep today and we want to talk about, you know, ways to make money um, kind of outside the market. Like before you get to that wild and volatile, crazy world of uh, the being being in the public public sectors and want to take a deep dive into um, looking at the venture capital space. You know, Athul's the expert. He's uh, <laughs> he's exited probably a thousand companies. He's worth 10 billion dollars. Uh, oh, kicked wrong. out or exited? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrong, wrong with Thule. Sorry, 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 guys. Uh, but, you know, today we want to talk about how VC deploys its capital uh, and kind of dive deep into that. Look at some cool uh, black and brown companies and, yeah. you know, who's who's really killing it. And then also talk about, you know, where do you look before you get into that expensive VC world? So, you know, we're going to take our, take our stab at it. Think about, you know, companies that we've even worked with, worked for. Um, invested in and then kind of just take a deep into that, deep dive into that. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, we just did a talk on this, similar talk to this. Uh, AG, you were there. I think Clyde, you were there too. Um, oh, you just had the baby. So we'll yeah, talk about that in a minute. No, I wasn't there. Um, so <laughs> it was at Fiverr. And at Fiverr, I have to give them a shout out because it was a great crowd, great uh, 60-ish people. I don't know what it, what it yeah, was. Yeah, roughly 60. Um, and smart folks, smart questions, extremely engaged, which made it extremely, very easy for us as speakers, right? But they were there to see you. So how were they smart? <laughs> I kid, I kid. <laughs> so that crowd, Shots fired. That, that crowd, that crowd was. They were, once you once you pointed me out in the crowd, next thing you know, I'm getting asked. So how do I get some? I'm like, listen, dude, the money guy's right there. <laughs> I, I did throw it to Anthony a couple times. Uh, so we'll be doing a similar thing at General Assembly, Bolt TV, Whiskey Hue at some point. Our, our event. So we'll discuss all that. Anatomy of a fifty million dollar VC model. It was the kind of priority of that topic. So we'll start with that. So let's just take that apart. There are various levels of whatever VC models you've heard of, right? Let's go with 50 million. I think it's a nice, sweet, easy number, and I know that number well. So typically, a venture cap fund is set up for a 10-year horizon, right? You're going to get have money from institutional investors, and then 10 years later, you're supposed to return them X amount. That's that's kind of the whole goal of it. What's the like ideal X? Is like 10X, 20X? Well, we'll get into that. So okay. I'll get into all of that. I'll get right, into great, I think great, it'll be great, easy great. as I throw these be numbers patient. out. I know. Um, so Calm 10 down. year. Calm down. 10 year horizon. And this, you know, this is a, 
a model that's all built on institutional investors. So there are a few people that are partners, general pa- general partners. They kind of handle the operations of it, bring in money, put some of their own money in, which is what I've done. And then you have institutional folks who will come in and give you some capital because they want to see certain X return on it at some point. Off the bat, to do all this work, we charge a 2% management fee. So over 10 years, that ends up being $10 million, right? So that's just the base salaries, um, rent, legal, other licensing agreements that you have to get involved with. So that's where that all goes. So what do you have left over with? $40 million, which is investable right now. Okay. You're going to park $20 million of that. So half of that is going to be reserved for follow-on investment. So you park that for now. So follow-on so, meaning like you invest into a company. We invest and then now they need more money because yep. they're in the second series and we like second them. round and we and like, like we see the right. promise and all they need is capital for growth typically um, that's when we'll get that's what that twenty million is reserved for so the first twenty million is what we have to invest right now we want to deploy this forty million really in the first four years of the fund so then ten years you can max out and say hey these are the these are the returns we got so you have twenty million that you're starting off with right after all those numbers I gave you. And what do we want to accomplish with that first $20 million? Um, you can typically break it down into three allotments. So, And this is general, these are very general numbers. But one-third of the time, you're going to make some bad bets. <laughs> it's like anything. You're going to think this company is going to return you 20x, which is a number that you want to get to. Uh, if you put in a mil, you want 20 mil in return. Some some companies you're going to put money into, and they're, they're going to lose their shit. Not, you're, not, you're never so going to see that one again. Is one. Brandless would be one. All That's right. a great example. WeWork is another one? WeWork, they're going to get their... They're going to get their money back, so we'll we'll get into that in a little okay, bit. No, because okay. it, it's not worth $40 billion. It's probably worth a, it's an $8 billion company. So some of those cats will get their money back, right? A lot of the other cats won't. <laughs> so we'll get into all that. One-third of these companies you're going to break even on, and we'll discuss that, which means Google may have acquired you for an undisclosed amount, which means basically they paid you what you've put into the company, and you come in-house, work with it for them, and they'll get rid of you probably in a year or two. Yeah. Typically, that's what happens. And then one third of the other, the other last third is where you want your strong ass. Where hey, now I'm I'm Superman. I'm the guy that made the right bet. And so that's six point six million of that twenty million that you want to turn into a crazy ass return of twenty x. That's wow. what you, yeah. So in a perfect world, you'll get that twenty x return on that seven mil. Let's say six point six mil, and you'll get around one hundred thirty two, uh, hundred thirty two million. So that original fifty million. Hopefully you can exit at 130 to 150 million. So that's a two and a half, three X return. So you're only using like, if my math is right, 11% of the total funds are really pretty much going to be worth and driving the, the growth. So that's six million. It could be close 50, to half, right? Yeah. So 20, the 20 with the follow-on investments. Okay, so then that okay. reserve 20 million. Thank God you kept that because you're not putting into those shitty companies up front. <laughs> you find out the one bets that work and you said, oh, this company. They've got their prototype. They've got market traction. They just need to grow. They need to scale so we yeah. can pump in another three, four, whatever it is, into them, and they'll blow it up. So what are we talking about? Because like, I am not that knowledgeable about the space, but you're talking like a million dollars per company, or is it like 10 grand? No. So yeah. So great question. Great question. So yeah, let's And we'll break this down. So angel investors will usually put in, because it's out of their personal net worth, less. They'll put write like ten dollars to $25,000 checks. If you're at a $100 million VC fund, they're going to put in typically 500K to 2 mil. A $50 million fund will put in half of that, let's say. So okay. two, you're writing much smaller checks, 50, 100K, 250. Mm-hmm. Could be a mil, but that's going to be later on. Another one. That's going to be later on what actually makes sense. You don't want to do that early up front because you know you only got, really, 
six, seven mil to make it right. All right. Um, so it's that, that's the size of the checks, typically. So we can jump it? into other investing models if you want to. Oh, but go ahead. You had another question. No, no, no. I'm just learning here. I'm just, I'm yeah, just really? here. <laughs> um, now go ahead. We should get it. So VC money, if you see the kind of returns you want, right? Twenty, sometimes thirty. You want to blow it out of the water and make some money. There are some alternatives that are much cheaper, generally. And we talked about this at the Fiber yeah. event. We're going to be talking about this at a lot of events um, coming up. So, what are those? Uh, where, where do we get those? Where do we get those? I have it somewhere. I got to get my notes so I make sure I throw you the right numbers. <laughs> so one thing is, you know, five ways to raise money because, and they're in kind of increasing risk, right? So they're riskier investments to uh, place uh, sources of income as you go higher on this list. So one, the first one is friends and family. Yeah. Crowdfunding, right? This is not you don't owe them a lot, but you want to structure it. So let's say Clyde gives some Clyde gives Anthony and I money towards a company. We want to put that in writing and what I return to him a guarantee of is going to be. Um so we want to make sure he has that. HELOC is another one. It's a home equity line of credit, right? You that's usually at a 2 2 to 5% interest rate. So that's taking your that's not the house though. It's not the house. Your house is the bank. That, yeah. But it's oh, cheaper man. than 20%. Hey, you have to pay to a VC okay. or 25, 30. You might have to pay to an angel investor, right? It's two to 5%. That's cheap, technically. I've never done this, but I, it's out there. It's a it, Rob's 401k, Borsa. These are rollover for business startups. These are shares from your 401k. They actually own shares in your company, and you can take that without getting a deduction yeah. or a tax hit. So that's the thing. Borsa, look into those. You basically form an LLC and invest in your startup without that tax hit and everything. That's one mm. way. Incubator, accelerators, you know, Y Combinator, these are great opportunities. Credit cards. So we have the, we've talked about this example, right? Credit card, you can take a loan on your credit card. It's expensive. And this is right. So 19, 20, 25%. 18, 20%, yeah, 25%, whatever they are. But we, there's one. So that for every one case that's, makes, that's made, it's probably like 150 that fail, if not more. Yeah. Right? So just know that that's, that's an option that's going to happen mm-hmm. to you. We brought up an example at the last talk. Danis, so Happy Family was a, was a friend, uh, someone who started a company basically be- making organic food for babies because there weren't options 10 years ago, whatever okay. it was. She did it. She went into $250,000 of credit card debt, Shazi Visram. So we know her, right? She went into $250,000 credit card debt, personal loans, and to build this up, Whole Foods brought on, distributor, and then it started picking up. They nationally distributed. So Danone, the French company, known as Danon, doing business here as Danon in America, Acquired her for 250 mil. Okay. So she did well. She's one of those, you that's know, a, That's rocket. the 1%. The diamond that's in the rough. Yeah, like that's, that's a risky bet right there. That's risky a risky bet. bet. Roll yeah, the dice. But craps. 18% is still less of a credit card. Interest payment is still a lot less than sometimes what you got to pay in equity to a, v, a VC if the company makes it, right? Um, what's the next? Angel angel investors. Angel investors are usually people who have a net worth of around 2 mil. So we, we know a lot of these people, right? So you have a, that's what you have. I can write... Uh, a personal money, personal check. I'm not saying I have a, p- a typical angel investors can write a ten to fifteen, twenty thousand dollar investment, uh, a check for your company. Usually, that's to build a prototype, so then you can show that to a VC who yeah. will then invest in it further. Okay. How much that, on that one? How much do you people yeah. usually give on an equity side? And, so, angel investors, well, that all of this is up for negotiations. How much they believe in your product and all yeah. that. So, I know that's a. It's is it hard like Shark Tank where they like? 20% evaluation. It's, it's exactly like that. That's a very Hollywoodized version of it. Uh, it's not that sexy. <laughs> usually, <laughs> it's not that glamorous, but it's, um, it's, it's very similar to that. You negotiate right there. So basically, you see in any company that comes on, even if it's in the same industry vertical, they'll have different terms, right? It just yeah. depends on where they are at in the market, market penetration, 
who's doing the deal, what that investor can bring to the table. You don't want to, like if, if you're doing fashion, you want the dude from FUBU. What's uh, Jamie John. John? You want him involved if you're doing a fashion line versus so Kevin O'Leary. He just wears black suits and a white shirt every day, right? <laughs> right. He doesn't know what's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you want expertise, and that's what you have to bring to the table. That's what you want. So thinking about that, and as we hear and learn about a lot of different companies that you know, want to get started and want to get VCs in the space. You know, one of the things I think about is how does, how will the diversity in the venture capital space matter? Uh, specifically thinking about how are, you know, black and brown companies getting funding? Who's who's funding them? Uh, and how is it really mattering mattering to the overall success of these, these businesses getting started? Because I think one stat I read is like nine out of 10 of these companies that are venture backed they ultimately fail. Yep. So that's how you get to that you know, 6%, $6 million that you follow on, et cetera, because you're expecting 90% of the business to fail. So, yeah. you know. You get that one Facebook, you're good. You're, you're good. You're good. But right? you got to find it. And right now, and, and that kind of goes to the, the thinking around how it's always been a boys club because you've, I think we touched on this early on, you know, you're only investing in people that you know because you know them. Right. Uh, the risky bets, you know, you a couple of Ivy League colleges, I think it's like six Ivy League colleges. But, you know, as the world is changing, more and more diversity is coming into play because all the ideas are, you know, for a diverse culture and diverse world and thinking about how organizations are helping minorities, companies find startup success. And, you know, the more I read about it, is there are a bunch of companies out there that's kind of focused on that. Mm -hmm. uh, you think about like the Techstars Foundation, there's Code 2040, there's uh, 500 Startups, um, the, the New Me Startup Accelerator and Black Founders are all kind of planning that space right now, trying to accelerate minorities getting venture capital. So, you know, thinking about that, what, what's your perspective of, um, of, of how we how we, you know, give ideas and thoughts and thinking around companies who want to get that, that funding to go to the next level. If they have a great idea, they've had launched an MVP and they're ready to get in front of investors. It's it's literally, you want to build, you always want to build a relationship with someone. So have relationships ongoing and the money will just follow. I kind of said, we said this that day. Yeah. So you don't want to ask for money up front the first time you're meeting for someone. <laughs> Hopefully that's not the, the way you're meeting someone. Hopefully you're building relationships throughout the time, and then when money is needed, the, inv the investor might say, you're ready for capital now, because once you've hit these metrics, boom. So start establishing relationships with you. You can attend a lot of events. You mentioned a bunch of great organizations right there. Yeah. They hold events. There's a lot of events. Hit industry vertical events and um, go in your lane, and you start meeting people, and they'll start making introductions, because this whole thing is about community. Yeah. People in this world aren't going to make money. Well, no, so I, I would say... Honestly, that that's what I've been doing, right? So the more you, the more I've networked with people, and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm floating some couple ideas, and I want to start my own thing. People, everybody wants to jump on board a hot, <laughs> a hot idea right? with money, uh, money, or just time. Uh, well, time, time, for, <laughs> mainly time, right? But then you start when you start opening those doors, and you start meeting, you know, for for black and brown people, right? If you don't come from a world where if you didn't go to the Ivy League schools. Right, so you don't you might not necessarily have that network of friends who who graduated made made tons of money. So you right. have to network your way into finding these same friends. So you know you gotta you gotta put yourself out there. And for you know I would say this you know to what Clyde was saying that as you network, you have to network your way into money. So yeah. you, you so you have to find groups of people who have that you know excess cash that they might want to invest because there are people out who are just banking money from their jobs. 
and they don't know what the hell to do with it. That's crazy to say, but there are people out here who are. How many of our friends? We have we have capital. We're going to buy a house. We're going to get our cars, and then we're going to put some into stocks, four hundred one ks. Hey, we'll look at some alternative investment, which is what this role plays in. We've got a friend who's launching a company, or a friend of a friend. We trust the source. Boom, let's get down. Yeah, like and and that's and that's usually usually the case. So I, you know, I come from a world where it's not that I've have friends. My direct line of friends have tons of money, but I've networked my way into finding friends who have money. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, and that's, and that's where the key is. So finding the black uh, VC groups, that's great, but you're going to have to find even, you're going to expand your portfolio, your, your awareness a lot more. So you do have to go to those events. You got to go to these free general assembly events. Amazon has their networking events also. And that's where you find the, the random people with the money. Should I make one more point too? Yeah, one more point. Right on, right on Anthony's thing. Cause it, it's like we invest in the person. More than the idea. The idea pivots mm. so often, right? And a lot of times, because we'll bring in, a, if it's in our lane, we'll bring our expertise and say, you actually need this as well as a compliment or a value add. So we invest in the person. And we always look at, this question came up a lot in that last event. Why can't you just write checks to anyone? Well, you saw our model, right? We can't just write blank ass checks to anybody because we're going to lose <laughs> a lot of it, right? So make yourself venture backable. Make your idea. What are some 20, top tips for that? Like, what, what do you need? Like, show that you have market five, traction. Market traction. Show that you, or if you aren't there yet, show that you know you have intuition and you've studied the market. You've done that research that, hey, if I launch this here and base your assumptions, assumptions, a lot of those models, financial models are bullshit, right? Because they're, they're future based. We don't know what's going to happen in the market, but show that you've done your work and you can hit your numbers in a certain lane, then we trust that you're not undervaluing or overvaluing your company. So know your know that, um, and know and then look at the op- opportunity costs around starting your thing. I've had I've had people come in, and fancy. At, Clyde, you were in a meeting with me. I, maybe <laughs> I shouldn't say this because uh, we know this guy. <laughs> I'll dip. The, I have people come in. I, <laughs> I've had people come to me pitching things that aren't in my lane, and you know, fancy ass fur coat costs like three, four, five thousand dollars, right? I'm like, why are you raising for money? Sell your coat. <laughs> you know, sell your coat. You're wearing a fancy coat than I am. I should ask you for money, kid. <laughs> but like, no, stay. Just don't come off as you be. You know, have have compassion, have passion towards what you're trying to do, but don't have that bravo that like, hey, somebody can't help me. Yeah. Don't don't be too flashy because I don't want to. You know, I don't help a guy like that. <laughs> yeah. So you know, that's that's you know a, a, a brief view into the VC space and something that. You know, we're, we're passionate about because ultimately when you talk about venture, you talk about tech and culture, you know, that's the one of the major pieces. You have a great idea, but you can't get it funded and it dies on the vine. Then the next thing you know, you move from uh, Black Planet and then you launch Facebook. <laughs> 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 and then you're like, oh, what happened to Black Planet? <laughs> Couldn't what get the funding, you know, attraction, everything behind it. So, you know, it, it takes it takes it takes money. Money, money is, you know, money makes it happen. But, you know, most importantly, we haven't talked about what we're drinking today. So what are we drinking today? Glenn Levitt. Come on. What's up, man? Glenn Levitt 12. And we have a special honor because today is AG's birthday. AG. Woo-hoo! That's right. Sip on it. You, are we going to give the number out? We're going to give it out? No, that's fine. Don't do, don't do them like no, that. No, that's cool. I, I, 75. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, cool, man. Cross over to the world of 40. What's up? 40 is a new 30. So that means you have to go like. So I keep telling myself. <laughs> How you feel, man? Feel good? Old oh, man. Not the, no, I feel fucking same. Who knows? Yeah, this guy's yeah. flexing. Yeah, listen. Bigger than I used to. You like two times the size of when I first met you. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's called. It's called it's, that's that's called that's called my therapy right there. The gym. <laughs> the, gym the gym is therapy. Right. Feels now. good, right? <laughs> yeah. Thinking about that, how do you get that money? You know, in the forties, that's when you start. You got to start. 
you know, thinking about that 401k and retirement and, you know, you're going to be at the Formula One races. And, yeah, I'm and trying to really, soon. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to wait years to be at the Formula One. I'm trying to get there as soon as possible. Hang Put your ascot on. Ascot, <laughs> you know, fuck, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, my two, <laughs> Bouncing to Abu Dhabi to catch the High Formula pants, One no race. socks. Yeah. <laughs> Pink pants. We also got to celebrate our man Clyde over here. Uh-oh. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's another reason. That's uh, another, this guy baby is, number three. Boy number, number three. Haven't seen him yet. He's in the house somewhere. He's crying. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's a handsome little kid. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. No, yeah, look forward you know, to I'm done. Out. No more kids for me, I hope. Knock on wood. Hang out with our nephew pretty soon. Yeah. Um, so something. I'm I'm the I'm the, I'm not doing shit. I got nothing to celebrate today, but you two. I'm just I'm just the old Hold uncle up, in the room. I'm the old uncle in the room. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, congrats, no, fellas. Good. That's good. But you know, I think about how you know, kids coming, and the world's going to be changing really soon. And expensive. It's mm. not not only expensive, but how they're going to be asking for money. Like that's going to be one of those things where my mind is going to be like, "Yo, Dad, can you cash at me some 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 uh, no, twenty dollars? That's true. Can that's you, true. Can you uh, Venmo me this? You know, back in the day, I used to get you know two dollars left on the nightstand in the morning, have to take it for lunch. You know, it's going to be a totally different uh, conversation. So, and it kind of leads us to our next topic, right? FinTech. Sure. Nice. Uh, Look fin- at you. Smooth man. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. Def bomb. Def bomb. Def bomb. That's AG, by the way. <laughs> That's why we're explicit. <laughs> we kept it real, man. PG thirteen rating. Yeah, but you know, thinking okay. about fintech, right? Okay. So you know, that's the next. The next big play and something that I've been excited about and keeping an eye on because it's, it's much more than Bitcoin. It's like digital currency um, and how it's playing a role in the financial world today. Um, thinking about it specifically, you know, it's it's valuation in the billions of almost, if not, you know, close to trillions, trillions, man, across yeah. across the world. And what kind of impact it's going to have? And you know, even in twenty twenty, I think fintechs are going to pour in fifty three billion dollars in fintech startups. Uh, my my bag in twenty nineteen, it was uh fifty three billion in fintech startups is where people are investing. So it's a space that's going to continually grow. Until you make a big impact, you know, you're looking at investors like Jay-Z, Robert Downey Jr., Kevin Durant, Will Smith, um, you know, they're all putting money in the fintech. So, you know, it's big. So, yeah. you know, I wanted us to spend some time and talk about it, um, kind of call out some rock stars that you're seeing in the space and, and then think about how, you know, the various categories of personal finance, Wall Street enterprise, blockchain and Bitcoin, real estate investing, B2B lending um, are kind of some of those key categories that fall into fintech. You know, oftentimes people think about, you know, just Bitcoin, but it's so much more. That's like the the worst, not the worst, but that's like the- You got to have a valuable asset. Yeah. And yeah, you can't have that volume. I don't know, whatever. That, I think, that's another conversation. Yeah, sometimes. I think the money is going to be not, in other areas. Let's not get into cryptocurrency right and now. EG owns one. <laughs> I, oh, I, I sold my Bitcoin. You made you could make a good profit I made, on it too. I made a great profit. That's great. Oh, man. I made, that, was, that was that was. Did the, you pay what? taxes though? I, I IRS don't comes put them on, on a spot, man. Regular put them on a spot. Of course he did. On the, like I, 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 I said, I'm like, damn, how I owe you more money? You can take man. us all down, man. <laughs> <laughs> they blew up the car. <laughs> Should we set some parameters as to what retail banking is? Yep. And then how it's partnering, because the, the best value is being the fintech partnering with retail. Okay. That's what it is. And then you, you guys drop into the, the rock star. So retail banking, right? The largest corporate banks, we were just talking about this, JP Morgan, Bank of America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, and some <laughs> other groups, right? So the top 1% of these banks own 50% of the assets in the market. 
Okay. Right, so the other ninety nine percent of the banks make up the other fifty percent. So there's there's play, there's room. For, um, how do they do that? How do they make their money? Uh, let's say you have an emergency fund of ten k in your savings account right now, and they're giving you a clip of one point five percent interest on that a year. So you're gonna make one hundred fifty dollars. Great. Who cares, right? Mm-hmm. Um, bank uses your ten k to fund somebody else's mortgage at four percent, three percent right now. Student loans at seven eight percent. And credit cards at 17%. They don't even need to, if they were on to write a $100,000 loan to somebody, they don't even need to have 100000 They can have 10K and write a 10X loan on that without ever having physically the money, just because they've built the infrastructure. So they earn money on that spread between they take our money and give it out to somebody else, right? And then maintenance fees, right? So that's another way they make it. So ATM fees, overdraft, loan origination, application fees, that kind of thing. So on average, people are paying like, what, $150, $160 a year? If they're not doing it right, right? Mm-hmm. So, they, so to have just a checking account for them to take our money and give to somebody else. So they're double, they're double dipping in that, right? But they've built the infrastructure, which is why fintechs need them. That's why I keep and, my money under the mattress. <laughs> well, that's the whole reason we're doing this, <laughs> and, right? And it's, safe. It, it's, it's still, the, the main reason we give it with them is keep it with them is because we don't want to do that because it can grow with them, hopefully, uh, you know, depending on what the market is. In fintech banking, what are they doing? So they need... The charter. The charter takes to have the infrastructure to be able to write these kind of loans. It, yeah. What is that? It's, it takes about a year, two years? Sometimes longer, a yeah, lot longer. Isn't that what was going on last year with State of New York when they were arguing? Um, there was a couple fintech firms that were getting their charters by partnering with- The one that started with a V. That yeah. Took, um, I can't, they were part- it took, it took them a couple years, Yeah, right? so so that's what the whole, like the, the tech companies who are jumping into the space, mm-hmm. they're, they're partnering with banks to get the charter yep. to kind of circumvent the process. And I think New York is licensing it basically, yeah. right? New York, New York is New York City is New York as a whole is cracking down on it because of uh, they think they're but it's legit though. Rules. It's still yeah. legit, right? Because yeah. you're you're, it's 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 transparent. Yeah. So I think I mean I it's but it's a way around the regulatory issue right now. But if they really come after these fintechs, and the fintechs will never be able to take off. So the fintechs need the capital from these larger groups, these larger banks. Yeah. Um, but they but they can onboard a new customer. You talk about Clyde a lot customer acquisition cost. It's like fifteen fifteen hundred to two thousand for these retail banks. Yep. It's like one hundred five to one hundred fifty dollars for like yeah, the fintech. So it's a lot cheaper. So they can onboard these things. So they want that partnership because J.P. Morgan can't be as nimble as these startups. And startups are great at aggregating all this data, and they can do something with the data. The J.P. Morgans can, right? So that's what you want. So it's a combination, right? So you think about data and making revenue off the off the data pieces having a customer that you eventually can introduce to new products. So you think about uh, Goldman Sachs, who was getting into heavy of Marcus, uh, which is their kind of internet play or fintech play yeah, it's great. around to diversify and get into the uh, consumer side of the banking. Um, other companies are launching like N26, which is a you know fully licensed, fully licensed mobile banking system that's coming to the U.S. from uh, like Germany. There are other companies as well. So it's it's becoming a, a major competitive play, and you talked about how they were trying to partner with different banks. They're going to these really small, like local mom and pop savings and loan banks, yeah. doing a deal, and then pretty much becoming like marketing partners with these banks and launching the mobile side of the business. So essentially, they're not the bank. The small mm-hmm. mom and pop banks are the bank, and then they're just marketing partners who can get customers and do everything online and license a piece of technology. So it's kind of like, you know, a software as a service, but actually getting down to the consumer side. And those banks, right? So most of these traditional banks, they're opening net on average 
between openings and losing of customers one new checking account a week. That's not great. That's really <laughs> no. shitty. Yeah, right? it's shitty. So, I mean, that, so they need these fintech partners who can aggregate folks quickly, and if they have great models. So that's why Visa, they just paid $5.3 billion for Plaid, took them off the market. Plaid wanted to go international. They have relationships, Plaid does, with Venmo, Square, Chime, Robinhood. Uh, Plaid is the data backend of all these companies. Mm. Visa wanted access because then on Visa could pump a lot of their products to the Plaid consumer base, yep. and and then also offer like AG was saying that uh, the charter backend and have the infrastructure in place. So then the regulatory issue is not a problem. So one thing that you know that that helps out a lot, but the good side of all of this is now you get to start to have the conversation of giving the unbanked a choice yeah. and give them access. Um, which, you know, currently today, there's like 22% of all households, 55 million uh, people in the U.S. alone are unbanked. Yep. So, you know, they give them a choice. They don't have to pay those absorbent check cashing fees, um, you know, with technology. And it kind of catches up with the rest of the world where, you know, mobile banking is, is, a, is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> JP Morgan, you came, you came in with you came in with the stats, and I was like, "Oh, oh man, you know that's yeah, what I do." Yeah. Just a couple stats, it. no, because it makes a big difference. Because uh, you know the unbanking population matters, and fintech is that's one angle. Um, you know, kind of how it helps the people, but the rest is the rest of them are all about the money. You, well, know, you think about companies like on the real estate side, like yeah. um, uh, Cadre. I think I'm saying it right, Cadre, which is a real estate kind of company. Uh, where you know they had 133 million in funding backed by the Kushners, uh, real Uh-oh. controversial. Uh-oh. But, but it's a but it's a black uh, a black founder. Okay, but it's a black founder, and he <laughs> he pretty much worked and created this company. So that's kind of one example of fintech and how it's you know making a big impact. So there's a couple like so I we know one person La Plata, a company called La Plataforma. Is this what the that's remember Tesla English pulling on that, it, man. Oh, Hold it's on. America, all right? Hold on. It's America. No, America. Uh, Tessa Flippin. You don't see Chad's hat? It's red. Shout out to Chad in the back. <laughs> don't talk to the mic. Come on, get on the mic. My wife loves your Chad's voice, by the way. She's like, hey, when's Chad going to talk again? Man, you got to go to the pod, man. All right, go ahead. La Platforma, our former name and colleague, Tessa Flippin. I don't know if you remember her. Oh, okay, yeah. she started. A, 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 they, they. She's out in Chicago now, but what? she was. Yes, need to hang out with her. All right. She cool. created a, a way of like a cheaper way of uh, uh, the transfer fees when you give money to your family and friends in other countries. It's her company. Yeah, it's her company. Dope. She's partnered with somebody else who's actually. I think he's. I don't know if he's in Mexico or wherever, but. Okay. She, you know how Western Union these guys charge a certain fee, you know, yep. a certain amount of money to do the transfers. She's trying to come up with a cheaper way of doing it and focusing on, I think, in Mexico, um, other countries in Central America. Okay. But she's she's been working on this company for about you know about three or four years now, and is now really kind of getting off the ground and is focused just in those areas. There are several companies out here now who are focused on these transfer fees. That's huge, um, man. which is a huge, huge market. You know, because Western Union had a had a, you know they had a monopoly on like charging crazy on fees for that. Crazy shit, right? fees. You bring it down, you got yeah. a huge base. Yeah. So and and that's and that's 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 one. There's another. You know, so you got when you look at fintech, there's a whole bunch of categories, subcategories within the within the space. And there's another one called um, not in the same uh, realm, but Bro Capital, B R E A U X. And their their focus is just bringing all these French and European terms on us, man. <laughs> <laughs> dropping Spanish. it, dropping it. <laughs> but their focus, a black-owned um, bank, well, like savings bank, where they focus on helping um, millennials 
save money. So that's, that's you know, great. you know, because there's that you know argument that no one people can't save money anymore because of student loans, you're coming out of college, you're. They don't trust debt. the banking process, right? They came out in two thousand eight when it they, shit hit the fan. They 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 grew up in that in that in that I time. Blame them. So. But then there's also they call it you know they're supposed to stop after the financial crisis, but they call it the banking deserts also too, right? In, in urban communities, there are no retail location banks. Mm. People still need to go in to there's a large percentage of the population who's not just going to do everything mobile. Yeah, they want to go. You know, you know, our parents grew up going into the bank. On a weekly basis, right. to get their cash out. So, but after after the financial crisis, um, the, the the bailouts, they were required. Banks were required to set up retail locations in distressed areas, hmm. so people can still bank. I didn't know that. Now, I think some of those rules have been clawed back, and now banks are leaving. You mean the last three years? <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you notice, if you notice, if you go through certain neighborhoods, you'll see a a, a, a chase. Or Capital One, that's because they have to be in these locations based ah. off the money they received during during the financial crisis. Gotcha. And so you would think because Chase only, Chase targets a certain demographic, Capital One charges a different demographic, and you would say to yourself, like, why the hell are these guys in this mm. neighborhood? But that's a part of the whole pie. But, but that's a heavy, that's high overhead. Yeah. For them, I mean, as long as they're servicing the customer, I mean, like that's right. But then what they do is they, you know, run the flim flam scams like a Wells Fargo where you have them create fake accounts. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, they figure out the way- name Pookie on this block. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what Wells Fargo did. So basically, yeah, that's basically what they did. So you know, eventually they figure out a way to get their money. But you know, I think it's a it's a good uh, step in the right direction. And you know, as the game changes and as digital come more and more. And to play, I think it will give, you know, the black and brown community more of a power to have their dollars put to good use. I mean, you think about digital banks and companies like Acorn, yeah. right, yeah. where it takes, you know, change and help you invest it or yeah. Robinhood, which pretty much put every, uh, every um, I think, what was it like the investing companies like Fidelity and... Um, Before what, you say that, go ahead, go ahead. You're going to say it's going to it's going <laughs> to run them run them to the ground, though, right? Run them to the ground. What, what happened two days ago? Zero. What happened a couple of days ago? Um, they jacked up, though, right? So their back end fell off. So here's Robinhood. If you look at the theme of Robinhood, even yeah, they, the movie back they then, had, they had they, they crashed. crashed. Yeah, they the crashed. server crashed. Nobody could trade. The theme of Robinhood. So the, the theme of Robinhood <laughs> is you take you take from the the rich and give to the poor. Remember the movie back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Robinhood. That's why the name is there, right? So basically, we're giving the little guy a chance to trade. Yeah. That, but here's the thing. The market went to shit last week, mm-hmm. and then it bounced up Monday. All these cats were like, I just took a beating last week. I'm going to buy and r- write it up. They couldn't get into their accounts. Yep. So they basically took from the poor and gave to the rich in a sense, right? <laughs> they reversed the model, unfortunately, for a couple of days. That's it. Right. No, that's true. And then the best, the best, the cool thing about that is Snoop Snoop Dogg is a big investor in Robin Hood. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's one of the early investors. <laughs> oh, low, he's killing it. Um you know, beyond 80 me. 80 degrees when I tell it, I'm at ease. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why I do what I do. You got some more Snoop on you? Come on. Come on, come on buddy. Some of my favorite dudes back in the day. <laughs> nah, but uh, so yeah, so this has been a great episode. You know, we've been drinking on that Glenn Levitt, as you can tell, as we progress throughout the show. I got a and little and F, bit. F-bombs. On my way. That's just in my vernacular. I just can't, I can't escape it. <laughs> Unlike Friday night, we never swear. <laughs> you a damn lot. <laughs> Mother. Nah. But uh, it's been a good episode. We talked about some good hot topics. Uh, you know, one thing I want to end the episode on is we're going to go over our um, shit you should know. Yeah. You know, I'll kick it off. Uh, I'm, prepared, I'm prepared this week. Class, take um, lead. You know, we talked about... Um, 
you know, we talk about the black and brown community, and one thing I want to put people on people on is Valance. Valance. Yeah, it's a social media network. Google for, search. Uh, Google search. Google search for black for black professionals. Okay. Um, it's pretty much like your LinkedIn, but, but for black professionals. Uh, yes, I think I've heard it's of a this. recent launch. Um, they're backed by some uh, pretty good venture uh, capital firms. Upfront Ventures um, is is one, um, but you know it's an invite only right now. You have to be accepted. Uh, some have pretty good been, founders. Have you been accepted? Can I send you a picture? I have been accepted. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture so I can get it. <laughs> this is me. Uh, but no, I, I recommend people check it out. Valance, their URL is valance.community. Um, so when you get a chance, check it out. Lowbrow or Harbrow? What you want? I'm going to give you middle of the road. How about that? Road. Since AG still typing away over there. I'm going to give you, we've been talking about a lot of content that we've been consuming last uh, couple of weeks. And um, so Javina. Uh, Janina G- Gavankar, she's from Joliet, Illinois. So back in the day, I don't know her well. She's now a huge star. She's on Apple's TV's uh, morning show. Okay. I saw him like, oh, because my wife and I saw you guys recommended the show. I started watching my wife. It's actually a really good show. And she's she's the brown girl on the side, right? Okay. And she's in this new Ben Affleck movie where he's a basketball coach with a drinking problem, <laughs> right? Whatever it is. It's real was, life, right? <laughs> exactly, right? She was in the L word. She was on Cash Money Records for a while. That's whoa, whoa, that's whoa. two people that two brown folks in my, my hood that got Jay Sean and her <laughs> that were on Cash Money. <laughs> they were holding it down. <laughs> cash money. And then um uh, and then and then she's a Bears fan too. But so, so funny thing, so just, back in the day, there's a there's a few of us that were working on in the entertainment scene. So my I never did work with her directly. My music's probably been in a few of her shows, but like because she's she made it big in the shows, but like my buddy did a movie with her that was pretty dope back okay. in the day. So Give her a shout out. I just saw her. I'm like, I love what she's doing. Yeah. All right. Well, my, mine is simple and it's going to touch base with the fintech stuff. I you know, want people to look into that bro capital for people mm. who are really trying to save money and you're a millennial. You just need to, you don't know how to, right? Because you're, 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 you're expensed up with student loans and you're not making any money. And there's another one called grind banking, which is took yeah. the replace of like the rush card. Mm. So, you know, for people who want to build up their credit, yep. have that, you know, and they don't necessarily have the, you know, the, the, you know, the great credit score or the capital to kind of build their credit. Grind Bank is a, a solid one. Black owned as well. Okay. We should drop another note, man. So this coronavirus thing is real, right? It's hitting America. <laughs> All right. It's in Jersey, New York. All right, go ahead. All right, man. So pretty soon, how far, how far are we from going to the doctor's office and saying, hey, man, he's going to come back and say, he or she, the doctor's going to come in, hey, man, you want the good news or the bad news? Good news, you only got gonorrhea. <laughs> oh my God! I'm glad that was at the end. That's what happened. <laughs> we might be able to cut this out. We didn't laugh enough. We got to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> so we enjoyed Glenn Levin today. Oh, good lord! <laughs> Check it out. Nice, neat, smooth. That's what I do. <laughs> we enjoy. Good time, fellas. All Until right. next time, Whiskey Hill. Check us out on all platforms. Download us, like us, give us some reviews, stars. Check us out at thewhiskeyhue.com. Peace.